Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn Podcast. This is Emily. I'm Alessandra. And today we have a special guest all the way from Glasgow, Scotland. We've got Rushi, Our favorite Glaswegian. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So we met Roshin. Roshin? I think it's just Roshin. I've heard, I've heard George call you Roshin. Oh, that's true. So I don't know. Am I, I, say been, I say Roshin. I say Roshin. Have been saying it wrong? Um, I, I accept Roshin or Roshin and now. Um, Roshin? Roshin? I don't, I don't, I like. I how, about, how about, how about Roshin? You like that one? Like that? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that is true. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> you, like, you like that? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever you want. I just don't want to be butchering your name. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to change it now. I'm going to say Roshin. <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> that's that's way off base. Is it? As long as it's around the mark, I'm okay. happy. How about Roro? You like Roro? Do you know oh, what I your, do like Roro. Do you know what your name means? Someone called me that in college. That is a really cute. That's cute. Yeah, I do know what my name means actually. It's Gaelic for little rose. Oh, little Gaelic, little Roro. Oh, that is adorable. Ah, <laughs> okay. Too bad nicknames never stick with me. So you're gonna be Roshin. Okay. <sighs> Today we're going to talk about the movie Heathers, which Emily and I have seen before, but not for quite a bit, um, and it was Roshan's first time watching it. Yep. So we have some thoughts about Heathers, featuring Winona Ryder and Christian Slater. Bay! Christian Slater's Bay! He's very attractive. He is young Christian Slater, and might I add, old Christian Slater. I mean, how old is he? He's not even that old. How old is he? We're going to find out in about a moment. In about a moment. He is actually... Is he even 50 yet? 47 years old. Ho ho! Uh, mm-hmm. That man's So fine. he was born in 1970. <laughs> wow. Which is the same age as somebody else I know. <laughs> and I'm not going to name who that is. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool, Alessandra. Yeah. He's the same age as a lot of other people. <laughs> Everyone who was born in that year, in fact. <laughs> Do you know anybody else who was born in that year? No, I didn't think so. Um, First of all, I'm terrible with dates, so I wouldn't even know. Yeah, anyway. you are. You literally forget my birthday every single year. She has no idea. What's my birthday, Emily? Uh, January 12th. <laughs> <laughs> You're a piece of shit. <laughs> anyway... Um, so yeah, so we're gonna talk about Heathers. You know, I, I'm a big fan of 80s movies, mm-hmm. and this, this is a, this is a special, this is a special 80s movie. You know, when I first saw the movie poster on Netflix, which is where mm-hmm. I first saw it, yes, this is when we first I was like, oh man, it. I love 80s movies. They're so, they're so fun, <laughs> and, and you know, funny, and optimistic, right. and just a cute little love story. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. What did, what did you think this movie was gonna be about, Roisin? Well... Um, I knew they were high school age, 
and I saw Winona Ryder was in it, and I'm like, oh, I love Winona Ryder. She's great. Um, and uh, I was very shocked. Um, it started off, and then it's that really weird bit, and her head's just in the ground, and it was just like, oh, okay then. Um, and at first I thought I wasn't liking it. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm really, I really don't know where this movie's going. But as it went on, I was just <laughs> like, oh, like this is good. At first I was, I was like, what is this tone? I don't understand. Like these characters are so strange. Yeah. But then as you go on, it's, you kind of get more of a sense of the movie. Yeah. And you start to understand what it, it's really about. And then I really liked it. By yeah. the end of it, I was like, yeah, this was a cool a cool ride. <laughs> it's definitely not another 80s movie. No, it's it's mm. very um, of the times in, yeah. in many, many ways. Not to mention the wardrobe. And Loved it. Yeah. Wardrobe's great. It's insane. So um, great. And just like the lingo. It's so very. And the slang. <laughs> yeah. They say like, what's your damage? And like, <clears throat> I and love they say, that like, one. Mega bitch. Yeah. Um, and like. That's so very. Yeah. Which is really odd. It's hilarious. And they say things like, like, they had, there's some really great one-liners in this movie. Like, Definitely. Oh, so just many. so many good ones, including fuck me gently with a chainsaw. <laughs> it's a great line. Which is normally what 80s movies are kind of known for, because, you know, other than just being really cutesy, like, you know, angsty high school 80s movies, like, they, normally 80s movies do have really good one-liners. Like, you know, there are always some good quotables from, like, Breakfast Club and Pretty in mm-hmm. Pink and, yeah. like, Sixteen Candles and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But, like, so this one does definitely tie back into the 80s theme, but, like, with such a huge twist and such a, such a mm-hmm. different, it just, it goes off the handlebars. Like, it's seriously, like... It's very surreal. It's on the 80s train, and then the train just flips off <laughs> yeah. the, the tracks and blows up. Like, it's... Literally blows It up. literally blows up. Like, it's <laughs> insane how different this movie is from every other stereotypical high school movie. Yeah, yeah and when I it came that. out, it, it didn't have the reception that people thought it was going to have, and it was very kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Definitely weird. Like, I was watching this, and I was like, what? This is not like Breakfast Club. What is going on here? Because no, I love no. Breakfast Club. But it's just... And the more you watch it, the more you, like, are trying to figure out what the heck is going on and what this movie's trying to accomplish. And it and it's really... I, I have this article by Alan Zilberman from The Atlantic, and he really talks about a lot of the things it covers, because it doesn't just... So basically, for, for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, spoilers, obviously, because we're going to talk about it in depth. So spoilers as of right now. If you plan to watch the movie, which we highly suggest, if you like gory, kind of scary, kind of neurotic. Sort of artsy. Surreal, artsy, yeah, like messed up 80s movie, like go watch it. If you love Christian Slater, go watch it. Just Or Winona Ryder. Or Winona Ryder. Like just, <laughs> this movie's fantastic. So this guy is talking about. Wait, pause. Oh, okay. So basically, in this article, Alan is talking about writing his own. Yeah, Alan is. Alan ta- from where? The Atlantic. Oh, the Atlantic. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's he's mostly talking because he this was written right as the Heather's musical was about to be performed on. Yes, which is a pretty recent thing, like a couple years ago. Yeah. And he's just talking about how it it really 
doesn't follow what the movie Heathers is trying to portray. It, he says that, you know, they kind of wanted, they aim, here it says right here, aims to strike a more hopeful, optimistic tone by the end, what? which I think is kind of like... I thought the end of the movie was really hopeful and quite, I mean, because it was a lot more upbeat and positive than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, did you think they were all just going to get blown up? Well, I, I I don't know. This like it, it it just kept getting darker and darker and it was going down the they spiral. They killed a lot but more then people and she like brought herself out of it, you know? What mm-hmm. I mean, like that was really and then she goes and hangs out with someone who's not horribly toxic. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. Yeah, like she hung out with her, one of her old friends. Mm-hmm. She just was like, yeah, fuck it basically. I'm going to I'm I'm done with this with this uh toxic no that is the perfect way to describe christian slater in this movie he's the most toxic relationship Mm -hmm. i think he's supposed to be like the devil yeah he definitely and him and his dad are like dark tendencies yeah like his dad blows up buildings for a living and not to mention he doesn't just blow up buildings he like he pushes people out of them Mm -hmm. who are living there and don't want to leave like he he forcibly removes them Uh and then he blows up he blows up whatever it is like yeah he like doesn't care if it's historical. He doesn't care if this if this building has any meaning to anyone. He's just gonna blow it up and put whatever he wants on top of it. Like they're kind of sociopaths, and they're definitely like into murder, into death, pain, pain. And I think that they like he's yeah like he signifies kind of like the devil, the the temptation of of evil. Well, they just see it all as a game, really, mm-hmm. is, the, is the problem. Yeah. And there's so many themes of teenage suicide and mm-hmm. popularity and just taking everything way too seriously, not taking things seriously enough. Like, it, it's very, like, satirical towards teenage culture, especially in the 1980s, when there was actually a rise in, in teenage suicides, incredibly. So it's it's a very, like just seeing the people's reactions to those things and that the way that they can't understand how finite it is and everything like that. It's very interesting, this movie. <laughs> it's, it tackles a lot of those really serious subjects. Yeah, there was a lot to take in, actually. It's, um, it's, there's a, I'm just going, going through it all in my head. There's so many images and so much that went through my mind as we were watching it. It's really funny. I think it's really funny. It is very... It's funny yet, yeah. yet dark. horrifyingly shocking. Because, yeah, I was reading this article and he and the... The... Alan... I'm just going to refer to him as Alan because that's who wrote it. From the Atlantic? From the Atlantic. <laughs> Alan, Alan from the Atlantic. Alan Atlantic from the... Alan. <laughs> Atlantic Alan refers to, like, stuff happening in the background. And, I mean, he talks about how the movie's just kind of, you know, poking fun at high school you know, antics and stuff like sex and drugs mm-hmm. and drinking and, and suicide even. Like, the fact yeah. that they take suicide and make it a high school fad. Yeah. And, and how all the popular mm-hmm. kids are doing it. Yeah. And then with the second, like, a geek tries, tries to do it, like, right. they're lame. Like, yeah. don't try and do what us popular kids are doing. The fact that Including that... Including suicide. Yeah. Yeah. Around suicide. Yeah, that, that was, like, the main thing. Like, even though they touched on a lot of other stuff. Like, he was talking mm-hmm. about how in the background... Like, um, Veronica, Winona Ryder's character, like, 
almost gets raped like a few times. Yeah, and other people so do too. And and the fact that yeah. she gets away while others are actually getting, getting raped, raped in front of your all like on screen. Yeah, yeah. it's horrible. That was yeah. it was oh yeah, it was crazy. It's extremely to watch shocking. That. Yeah, it's extremely graphic. Like it's very. I mean, it's something though that like I don't, a lot of people have to face. Like that that sort of culture is is rampant, especially in um around like college years mm-hmm. you just get people that are just you just have to watch for basically yeah and they show that in the movie like that college party that they go to oh, it's so horrible where no writers like not taking any of it and yeah. her friends are the ones who are going along with it who don't rebel at all and they just like take it because they think they're supposed to yeah they think that's what they're meant to do and so there's a lot of like it's it's very extreme like everything that happens is extreme like a very extreme kind of version of real life, basically, mm-hmm. with an added component of somebody wanted to, like, murder the entire school. So it's very weird. But yeah, so on the topic of shocking scenes, um, let's see. I think, well, uh, getting off the topic of of shocking scenes. I want to talk about Winona's character in general because she like we know mm-hmm. that we know that JD's a temptation. We know that you know when she first lays eyes on him in the cafeteria when they're doing their <laughs> dumb like cafeteria like lunchtime poll poll where they're like talking to people about what they would do if they had like a million dollars and only two days to live or something. Yeah, which Heather number one was like showing was like mostly wanted to do the lunchtime poll just to talk to all the the cool kids in school like. Mm-hmm. It, it was, but none of no diversity at all. Yeah, so just none. Like, like it was just pull. the same people, and so then Winona was always there the whole time, being like, you know, let's talk to other people this time. Like we only talked to like the same two clicks. Yeah, we never talked to because the clicks in this are very well established, and of course, like in every high school themed movie, the clicks are always very well established. Yes. Very well established, and so they're going around talking to all these different groups. You know, the geeks, the jocks, the everything. And Christian is kind of like a kind of at like the loner table, like with one other guy. Like I, I never, I never really. It's look like c- a guy who's like sleeping. Is he sleeping? Yeah. I never pay much attention to him. Yeah. Because I'm too busy looking at Christian, but because <laughs> he's pretty fine. Because he's pretty. He's, 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 he's pretty cool. Crazy hot, and that was that is literally what he is in this movie. He's just like so cool as a cucumber when you like first meet him, and and you just he's think not he's not cool so, as a cucumber. At he's. All. He's murderous. Insane. He's literally insane. He's insane. Very important lessons about sociopaths in this movie. Definitely. Um, It's just interesting how, because the article kind of touches on how you kind of feel for you, even though these kids are getting murdered and that's definitely not a good thing, like it kind of makes you feel for jd and yeah. veronica like doing this because you don't these outright people... dislike them for sure yeah because you they're coming because you're kind of in the beginning you're kind of i mean winona's jokingly being like oh my god i want to kill heather like in the beginning because you know she's being a total mega bitch mm-hmm. and it's just it's weird it's weird kind of empathizing yeah that you empathize with the murderers basically. definitely yeah i think it's partly to do with how dreamlike the whole movie is. I think that's a very um, what's the word? Uh, deliberate choice that they made with the whole style 
that it had you had to be able to empathize with them or the movie wouldn't work at all mm-hmm. you had to know where they were coming from and understand the world that they were in and what would cause people to act like this and to turn out like that and there was like very smoky scenes where there'd be like everybody in it and it would seem like a fog machine was making the entire room very smoky and like things were happening right in front of the screen where the clearest and everything in the back was like very hazy you know, like they were sitting in the cafeteria and they would, and everything is also very, it's like color coded. So everything is very specific to each girl. Like each Heather had a different color, like red or green or yellow. And Veronica had blue and she wears the same color the entire movie. Yeah. And it adds to the dreamlike quality of it because it's like so surreal that they would have this very specific color code and the very specific way of acting. Mm-hmm. And the way they film it, too. The the way the shots are set up is very picturesque the whole way through. I noticed. And the way that, yeah, the way that they talk, um, they say certain phrases over and over again. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, when when um the, fir- the first time when she's sitting down with her parents, she's like, oh, I've got to go if I'm going to get to this party. And then she says the exact same tone. She oh, I've says the go. same exact thing. I've got to go to this funeral. Yeah, the same scene friend. happens two times <laughs> Twice. with, with yes. her parents. It totally does. They'll, they'll, she'll be playing croquet. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, they'll be, she'll sitting be eating. She'll be sitting at a table outside. Her dad will always say, you know, take a break, Veronica. Come relax a while. And then she'll, like, come sit down and she'll, like, have a bite. And then her He'll dad... say something. Her dad like, will be doing something. Why do I keep doing this? Yeah, the mom will say the same things, like, oh, prom's coming up, Veronica. Who's gonna be your date? And she's like, oh, whatever. And then the dad's, like, reading something and he's like, why do I read these spy novels? And she's like, because you're an idiot. And then Why do just... I smoke these cigars? Because you're an idiot, dad. And... Yeah, and the mom just brings up the same topics, like, the second time she's like, so when are we gonna meet this boy who's gonna take you to prom? Because prom's so important because it's fucking high school. Yeah, you're a girl and you're in high school, so you must be interested in going to the prom with a guy. You yeah, know? and then like... even when, so finally, when JD tells her parents that, that you know, Veronica's gonna commit suicide, mm-hmm. it's still kind of like, it's a different scene with her parents at least, yeah. but it's still like the same type of properties. The way that they talk to her, the way that they behave They forget that her. she's even there, just talk about, like, you know... Pate. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, you want me to make you some pate? And she's like, no! no. And she, like, runs away, like, to her room, and but the mom just, like, is so uninterested and distant. Yeah. And, bo- and, and JD touches are. on that, like, he's saying that, like, you know, the school system's fucked, like, parents don't listen, like, g- adults don't listen, like, the whole school hierarchy is, like, ridiculous. And, and she tells her parents, she's like, you don't treat us like adults. And she's like, we do treat you like adults, and that's when you get angry at us, because we treat you like adults. And it's like, no, you're not seeing your own child, you're not seeing everything that she's telling you. It, it's very, like, sub, like, they're completely not connected with their child at all. And every single parent, like, they're the only parents in the movie, right? Oh, there's several, yeah. Just Veronica's parents are the only parents. Veronica's parents and then JD's dad. JD's dad, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, it is really weird. And then, yeah, because I don't think you see any of the Heather's parents. I think no. It's quite, it's quite, like, I think that's quite inaccurate. It's because it's all told from Veronica's point of view. It's how she's seen the world, so that's why it does look so dreamlike. Because if you think about it, um, one of the only points that's really that really hits home and it just looks very real is at one of the 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 second funeral for the two boys, mm-hmm. and the little girl looks at her, 
and it's just and it's just a very like the the girl's just got tears down her face and she's just looking at her because she burst out laughing at something that um christian slater said and then you see like it kind of hits home a bit more about how what the real what real life actually is to her but that that's the problem is that it, it she feels i think a lot of it, it just it's to highlight how isolated she feels in the world and so you can totally understand why when someone's actually speaking to her um and connecting with her on some level that that she would totally go with jd with because of that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um because he connects with her on a uh-huh. level that nobody else does. Yeah, everyone else is just in their own world, and it, and they're just it's a, and so she's just been stuck in this, in this dream basically, mm-hmm. her whole life, and then um, the only the first time that that really shatters is when, um, uh, the first Heather dies. Yeah, and, and that's that's what one of the 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 first times and one of the only times in the film when it feels like it's a really real moment. Right, because that's what really when it gets serious. Mm-hmm. Because that's the first time somebody dies, and the level, the stakes are from just playing around to really being serious. Like they just murdered somebody. She mm-hmm. just shattered on the the glass table after they gave her the the was it the the, the bleach basically. Yeah, yeah like the drank, antifreeze or something. Yeah, a drainer. She, like she the, drank the Drano, yeah. and then she just was like choking, and she just fell, and she just died. And Which that scene's awesome. It's a great like, scene. Just, like she's just laying there, like in her perfect little bedroom, and oh like in, in her little sleep robe and sleep slippers, and then her mouth just turns blue, blue. after like glugging this Drano, and <laughs> then she just like does this very dramatic, like almost <sighs> fake kind of like yeah. oh, oh, like dying like thing, roll, and then she just and falls. then just falls face first on this glass table, and it just shatters, and it's just like it's insane. It's so it's shocking. so shocking. It's just like. Especially, I mean, even to Winona Ryder in the scene, Veronica, she's like, I can't believe we just murdered my best friend. And then he's like, well, let's write a suicide note. And then she asks him, that sounds great. Is this the first time you've written one of these? Like, you can't be. And he doesn't say anything. And yeah, he just like, looks up and And just, the look on his face yeah. is like, yeah, I've <laughs> yeah. done this before. This yeah. is probably like, you know, he says he moves a lot because his dad's in construction, mm-hmm. but... There I think it's something. because he blows up every school that he goes to. And she yeah. doesn't resist this because she's finally found a kindred spirit or somebody else who sees everything from the outside in. Yeah, and she's into it deep now. Yeah. She's, got, she's got to at least cover up <laughs> this thing that's she, happened if she wants to have any sort of normal Yeah, because it's, it's interesting when you first see Winona in the beginning of the movie where she's kind of like seeing the better parts of people, but she's still like hanging out with the Heathers and doing bad things to people just yeah. because of peer pressure. And then um, and then later in the movie, like, yeah, I'm, I'm just wondering why she keeps going back to JD, and that's just because, you know, she sees all the shitty qualities in people and jd seems to really he understand that well. but then she seems to blind herself every time because you know you'd think after you know accidentally murdering. quotation marks here accidentally murdering the first heather which jd knew that this was happening because she grabbed the wrong cup like it was totally an accident to her but jd was also there but then he makes that point later that she totally knew she that the bullets known. that the guy they shot him with were totally real bullets and not oh yeah he, to- he totally calls bullshit on her the whole time because she's like she totally murders those she's too guys smart. she's too she, smart even for the first death like she she would have known she would have picked up the wrong cup she knew it though I'd, she I would totally knew it, it she was can just... say to herself that she, like 
that she it was an accident, but... Which is why she has the retribution in the end, by not letting JD blow up the entire school. Mm-hmm. Because... And then taking over the school, taking the red, yeah, because taking red, over herself. Red in this movie, like, kind is of the, the sy- symbolizes, yeah, symbolizes the, the the leader of the school, and yeah. that's what the first Heather had, and that's what the second or the third, the third Heather, yeah. because there was the yeah red Heather yellow three, yeah red yellow green, the green Heather, like Became wanted it the, the whole time, like she yeah she asked for the red croquet ball. There's so many, there's so many clues in this that are just so specific. Like each metaphor is relayed upon with it's the really colors, and it's just so complicated. <laughs> yeah, there's so many layers. I just, I, I was just amazed watching it when it, especially when like, cause, cause before, before the first, before the first Heather dies, and they're outside fighting in the rain. She's like, I. I've done so much for you and I was just like this is like the third act of another movie mm-hmm. and then and then it really starts when she dies really for me that's yeah. when that's when the movie really starts yeah um, because before that it could have just been any other high school movie mm-hmm. yeah and I, th- I think but it does it, just, it on purpose like, yeah, it, it kind definitely. of fools you in the beginning to be like oh take this take this just another 80s movie and it's gonna be all mm-hmm. fine and dandy in the end but then it just the first death happens and then it just continues like just times ten every time, uh, yeah. a- every scene after that. Exponentially gets yes, yeah. yeah. It's very in- insane, very intense. Which is probably why the the musical doesn't live up to something like this movie because it's so it's so complicated and it's so specific. I mean, the guy in the article didn't think it led up to it, but I mean, I listened to some things from it, but I mean, it, it's very hard to, you know say yeah what she said like winona's or veronica's monologues are in it are what is it like the main songs in it are veronica's monologues or something mm-hmm. like that's kind of what they did was she, because she, she does like a lot of monologues. Yeah, yeah she like writes in her ones? diary yeah she writes very and i, I like the monocle I, on her eye. oh yeah <laughs> it's, it's very so good. good yeah it's very dramatic she like she like sits so down dramatic. and she scrolls she's scribbling in these big big letters yeah like, i love the big letters writing. Them, yeah i've never seen a character write like that in right. a film before it was so real the it way she's just so scrolling. big and she was so upset she like tosses it because she's mm-hmm. so angry at heather and she she just like moves violently like with her writing and she's like like you could tell and then she's like just inner monologuing and you could just you could just feel you could just feel the passion when she's writing and i also just love how much winona Ryder takes this role that is a very dramatic role and does not overplay it she has the perfect reaction to everything like i feel like she just is awesome yeah. she just does a really good job this could have been extremely tacky and extremely yeah. campy and it was fine like it was totally like believable completely believable performance by christian slater and herself to be these kind of off the rails murderers in a high school that you just believed was a thing because they were so like out there they were so beatnik and so like basket case like yeah and they like smoked and stuff and she like burns her hand with the cigarette thing and like Mm. it's just it's crazy. Like, they're so well done. That These characters are so well put together. All the Heathers are, you know? They're very... It just it just makes so much sense, like, that it it is just totally how she sees the world. Because everyone else to her is just a cartoony 
um, exaggeration and they're, they're, they don't feel like real people to her mm-hmm. because she can't connect with them. And that's, yeah, and that's why he seems much more real and grounded for the most part until he really starts going off the rails himself. Yeah. And becomes, because he's, she starts seeing him more for how he actually is, so he starts showing, it, it starts showing that he is more psychotic than he first appeared to her. It's really cool. Well, this got an incredible different, like, amount of critic reviews here. It has a 73 Metascore on the Metascore on IMDb. Which I don't think it deserves that. Which the the lowest score from several people are from like Los Angeles Times and the Chicago Reader and the New Yorker are 40%. Wow. But it has like like three one hundredths. So it's it's an extremely polarizing movie. So I'm going to read one of the, um, the the Los Angeles Times says, unfortunately, director Michael Lehman's point of view is Swivel Mountain. He doesn't have the courage of his cynicism, which is really weird. What's Swivel Mountain? Swivel Mounted. Sorry. Swivel Mounted. Like oh. what they said in the movie with like, they're like, it comes up twice where one of the guys... Was like I'm gonna. Where they're like sit on it and swivel. Swivel, yeah. <laughs> Which is really, yeah. yeah. Which is you know one of the immature sexual jokes that the guys say. Right, and then about and girls. then one of the dorks says it to him afterwards. He like sticks his middle finger up and he goes like swivel on it or something. Yeah, because because after the first, yeah. After with that was after the what was it the 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 funeral mm, of the the se- two. No, the first one. The first Heather. Yeah, because basically what happened after after Heather dying, the first Heather dying, which she was like the leader of the school, like she was she was on top. And and this the second she did she died at first, before everyone was being like, Oh, Heather's so popular, she made suicide trending like being committing suicide trendy, like there was kind of which I think is what JD wanted. He wanted, like, he likes chaos, so he kind mm-hmm. of wanted that hierarchical chaos afterwards. So, yeah. like, when the nerd is saying, like, sit on it and swivel to, like, he the jock it. who says that, yeah. like, he's like, he's like, yeah, fucking stand up to the jocks because, you know, the leader's dead. But then it all just turns around and backfires and then just keeps feeding JD into this crazy obsession with killing people because he, he wanted totally the chaos. Does. He does. So, love the chaos. So, in turn, after killing Heather 1, then the chaos of the hierarchy ensues which then, but then goes back to normal again. So it's kind of like the chaos just keeps jumping from, from polar to polar. Like it's mm-hmm. like hierarchy's messed up, but then it's back to someone else is on top, like, which is what Veronica talks about a lot in this is like, you know, someone will just take her place. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just insane that, you know, even though when uh, Veronica is seen as like the hero in the end, I, I thought it was interesting that she, she had to take the lead in order to, you know, make the school better again. Because, you know, mm-hmm. er- every time every time they'd kill the leader, she'd be like, okay, maybe now it'll be better. But it never did. It never yeah. got better. Because until the whole, eventually she becomes Until she had to realize that she needed to be the leader of the school because she, she was at least the most kind-hearted. And she befriends the, the dorky girl. She befriends the one that's not nobody likes. Yeah, nobody's, nobody likes. Who tried to commit suicide. Who really was, was depressed, like... <laughs> who was getting bullied harshly. Yeah, yeah was she horrible. was being made fun of because of her weight and yeah that was another very real that was one of the only real characters the um, or that's portrayed as very real and not and not a caricature she just seems very just very alone and and sad for the most of the film and it's 
Yeah, it's, it's, it was really heartbreaking first when you even first see her. I know, it's in very the first scene. I yeah. felt so sad. <laughs> I was it's like, just, no. You're just like, and they're going to pull a prank yeah, on her, and you're horrible. just like, oh. Like, you're like disgusted with mm-hmm. how somebody could do that. Um, yeah. Well, anyways, somebody else said in The New Yorker in 1989, yes, it's a collection of barbs and sick jokes, but it's not fun, and it lacks a punchline. The young, inexperienced director, Michael Lehman, does not find the right mood for the gags. Which I think is not... I don't, I don't think... agree with that yeah. at all. Did these people not understand what this, what this movie Clearly was like, they trying didn't to understand. accomplish? But yeah, I'll so. read some of the hundred percent ones on the here because yeah. they seem to get it. <laughs> the San Francisco Chronicle. It's shockingly funny. You don't sit there deciding to laugh. Your own laughter catches you by surprise. Mm-hmm. Totally true. Wickedly funny. In fact, Heather's may be the nastiest, cruelest fun you can have without actually having to study law or gird leather products. <laughs> if movies were good, Heather's would be a cynic's chocolate binge. Wow, yeah. And <laughs> I was saying <laughs> I was saying how satisfying this movie was mm-hmm. when we were watching it because it's extremely satisfying. Everything that happens is just like watching a fantasy appear on the screen. For, for just, just anybody. Like I, I feel like it's just so grotesque and it's, in its dramaticism that it just gets t- to that point where you're just like so excited about death or whatever. But even then, it's like revenge or seeing good things happen to good people or bad things happen to bad people. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which that's really interesting. I'm really surprised that Metascore made it so low. Do you know what? Uh, my absolute favorite scene in the film is the dr- the actual dream sequence within the dreamlike film, um, when it's during the the third oh, the third yeah. one. Winona's yeah. dreaming technical yes, death. That is yeah. just and it and it in uses the, the camera angles. Yeah, and it just zooms up and the priest is upside down and it just flips and then he's, everybody's wearing three D everyone's wearing three D glasses and yeah. she's just watching and he's like and as she puts so eloquently life can suck <laughs> and he's just like screaming oh it's just it's so good and then it ends with that really like weird image of like her like the first Heather pulling her head down into the pasta into the yeah the molded pasta it was just it was I just thought it really that was like the the peak of the film for me and then mm. the the real conclusion comes afterwards but that was just it was just the uh the summarization of everything for me i love that bit yeah yeah because it's super funny by that time it's very sense funny it's very comedic. it's not it's not even a third death it's like a it's like a fake third death that that the, when no that winona is dreaming but yeah but by that time like it's it's not even wrong like what like t- i totally thought that first seeing this movie that that dream sequence was kind of almost reality yeah, yeah. like yeah, because the movie been. was getting exponentially more and more insane ridiculous yeah and you know because jd is just being like it doesn't like because the first two deaths are like oh let's try and make it look like real suicide Right. And so then, and then they just people just keep eating up these suicide notes. Yeah, like, they're per, very into it. Each, showing including like, the staff, including the staff of the school. I know yeah. this. The adults, the staff actual were, like, adults, ridiculous. Are already they are also just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny how Veronica talks about how the deaths have actually changed people's views of the people. Like she was saying that with Heather One's death, it actually proved that she like had feelings like mm-hmm. for others, and then. When the two jocks died, they they like framed it so that they were both um, lovers on the football team, and and they shot each other because you know them being together wouldn't have been um, accepted, and 
they like and 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 pretty much around the school they were always like making sex jokes and you know cat calling girls and wanting to sleep with all the girls and that when they died they're like oh now the people think that these two are actually just misunderstood people in love and that bothers veronica that they they are seen in death as complete opposite of what the way actually they were like actually likable innocent people when when in reality like when they were alive they were monsters like they were yeah they were were disgusting human beings it extremely criticizes teen suicide in in a very specific way which is a very real thing for a lot of people but it just basically when people commit suicide they become caricatures of themselves it's like seeing what society thinks of these people who are actually in turmoil Oh, that hor- that's like, we're putting on the the two-page spread in the yearbook for the first Heather. That was, and it's just like, they, they would the, totally do that. They would totally do that. And the students, it's like, totally it's a lot more would. tasteful oh. than you think, but it's not. It's, it's really not. They're, they're just feeding the fad, and they're feeding, oh. they're feeding what the audience wants. Yeah. It's like, oh, poor Heather, she was such a, such a beautiful soul, and it's just like... And then, and then and that no crazy, that shocking comment that the counselor, that lady was a counselor, right? The yeah. super, like, who was like, oh my God, another, another student's dead. Let's all, let's all have a feeling circle. Right. Oh, like, like, let's bring together our it's feelings. It's a beautiful synchronicity. And the, and the cameras just happen to be here and look at us all coming together through this tragedy. It was, oh. Oh. Everyone was oh, feeding off like of that. it in their, for their own personal and agendas. That, and so was that band, the big fun band or whatever. They oh, wrote a yeah. whole song on it so they could capitalize on oh, teen suicide. Teen suicide. Don't do it. Ridiculous. <laughs> it's crazy how it's how so many true. angles this like this it's, like makes oh. fun of stuff or not make well, like, just, I love it, it brings to light the, yeah. the in like a satirical way. Yeah. The pretty much the idiotic or, you know, ridiculous nature of things. Like the way that people behave towards teenagers. The yeah. way that society sees teenagers and it's extremely like notable of this time of the 1980s so it it i feel like people even today this movie is going over people's heads when they should have really sat down and analyzed it like we're doing right now because it is so dark and so specific and like i don't know how they it's completely well done it just is a really well done film like it's a really well done idea just completely drawn out of society it's completely revolutionary <laughs> yeah it's a really i would movie. i would really like to research all the other movies that were made like in the 80s that weren't just like happy-go-lucky i would like, say that films. another one that is like this is edward scissorhands oh i was thinking of edward scissorhands yeah. actually because it's also got a very um Satirical? exaggerated yes exaggerated viewpoint of the world because the you, colors again, and you're everything. seeing it through edward's perspective and the caricature really. characters yeah definitely mm-hmm. And another Winona movie. Yeah, actually. Yeah. She, she knows how to pick them, man. She really yeah. does. She knows how to pick them. <laughs> was She's so great. And I, as I was watching this movie, I was seeing her pouting on the screen. I was looking at her and I was like, who does she look like? She looks like Millie Bobby Brown, who plays Eleven in oh. Stranger Things. <gasps> they are like doppelgangers. Could Millie be the new Winona? <laughs> she is really similar to her. Like, I was watching her, like, pouting when she was standing at Heather's locker. And I was like, mm. she looks just like Millie right now. The way that she looks, the way that she's kind of pouting right now. Like, mm-hmm. they look really similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's good stuff. I, and I think, and I think, <laughs> and I think Millie could be in some great stuff. Oh, oh Millie's yeah. only destined for greatness, man. Let's, like, let's just, girl let's just hope. Let's just hope she gets there. She's gonna get there. Well, I mean, G- look at how good she was in her first ever role, man. I think. I, think I know that's uh, a it's a great start. She needs to just not mess it up. No, you know what she did like not too long ago, like a month ago. What she said on her Instagram, she shared a video of herself saying. I'm sorry, I can't go to this convention. I'm really tired. I just need to take, like, some mental days for myself. I'm sorry, I've just kind of been over-exhausted lately. No wonder. And everybody else... stuff. Yeah, and everybody else was like, oh, Millie, it's okay. You take some time for yourself. And I was like, this girl's got some good ideas about what she needs to do to be mentally healthy. Yeah, she's like, that's so smart. Oh, so so good. I was just so proud of this girl. She's gonna do well. I just feel like everybody's all, like... I, I really hope that people take her very seriously, obviously, and not, like, turn her into a cartoon, which I think, like, Winona kind of got into, and she was kind of like that. Like, she went a little bit nuts when she mm-hmm. got older, but, you know, it makes sense because of fame and everything, but mm-hmm. it's very... Oh, man, I can't, I can't even imagine, like, yeah. what living life would be like to, to be such, like, a huge, huge, well-known actor. It must be insane. Yeah. And Millie's on her way to being that, basically. Because yeah. Stranger Things is so popular. Well. And yeah, she's just a child. She's, re- I mean, yeah. It's it crazy. It's crazy. At least Renona Raider was a little bit older. I mean, not that much. Yeah, she I mean. She was only a teenager, right? She was like, yeah, she was, she was a teenager in her Beatles? first movie, which I think, wa- I think it might have been Edward Scissorhands was her first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, was it not be- was Beetlejuice? It might have been Beetlejuice. That? Wasn't it Beetlejuice? Was it Beetlejuice? She was like she 17 was, in Beetlejuice. Way younger 16 in or Beetlejuice. 17 in Beetlejuice. I think so. Yeah. She's great. I love that film. She's chic. <laughs> to go off. Yeah, that not is to go a good off topic. <laughs> no, we're, we're talking about Winona, so. Cool. That's cool. Because this movie is basically highlighting Winona. Like, it's a very... She's really great. We should have a whole podcast dedicated to highlighting Winona. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we maybe we should do Girl Worth It at some point. Because <laughs> I love that film, and it'd be a good lead-on from this, I think, actually. Yeah. Be, though, considering the way that her character would go. Yeah. <laughs> so, do we have any other points we want to make about this? Hmm. <sighs> Only a million. <laughs> Let me think. I just... I think that they made... J- like JD Christian Slater very they made him very alluring to basically everybody like who's watching and especially mm-hmm. Winona Ryder's character mm-hmm. so that you didn't he had that air of being somebody who you know is really bad for you but you can't resist well I know and all the students like in the school like knew that too because you know the jocks were like threatened by him and they would be like uh-huh. you know the 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 meat-headed one would be like let's beat him up after school and then the uh, then the and then his friend would be like no man we're seniors we can't do that yeah like and then and then even like even though heather one was like mean to everyone like you could tell that she was like intimidated or even like freaked out by him because mm-hmm. like he's scary yeah you know, she did she didn't he's want scary hot yeah yeah she didn't want Veronica he's very scary hot <laughs> it's it's yeah He's a really good character. I think that um, I think that he didn't actually get blown up at the end, and he went off and became the Joker in The Dark Knight. <laughs> that would make a lot of sense. It makes so much sense. We, got, got, we got a theory, everyone. Uh, we got a theory. 
Roshan's theory. Chaos, man. He's talking about chaos all the time, and that's all I could think of. I'm oh, like, yeah. And he has that long coat going on, you know? He oh, really man. does look like him, though. Yeah. He acts like him, really. He re- Even, like, his facial expressions are kind of... I wonder if he's he like or watched, <laughs> watched this film. He probably did. He probably did. <laughs> and he was like, hmm... <laughs> Let the fan art begin, guys. Oh, yes. <laughs> Christian Slater as the Joker. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like obsessed with that video. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Christian Slater. Yeah. Okay. I love him so much. But, yeah, guys. If you, uh, if that sounds tempting to you. What? The movie. Watching Heathers. Oh, yeah. I thought you just meant Christian Slater. I, I, and Christian Slater sounds tempting to you. I know. I was like, well. Hands off, he's mine. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I don't even think his slightly, like, nasally voice is, like, even a turnoff. Like, it really reminded me like, of someone is, back. his voice, like, it, his voice doesn't fit his face. Yeah, it doesn't at all. It's like, right. a it's, He does kind of need, like, a deeper voice, but. He doesn't is. need it. He doesn't need it. It's beautiful. It's perfect. I like the combo. It's He's so, perfect. It sort of catches you off guard. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably change the subject, because I'll just keep talking about him and, you know. Christian Slater's hilarious in Archer. Oh, yeah. He's just, he's Christian Slater. Oh, and he's amazing in Mr. Robot, but I'm not even going to get into that. Aw, man. What was that crazy thing that the counselor said in the movie? Like, at the very end, when, when Veronica was like, get a job. Oh, oh yeah. Why did she say, like, teen like suicide. oh. It's, it's whether or not to commit suicide is a really big decision in your teenage life. Yeah, that's exactly Yeah, what like, it's, said. like, fucking, like, choosing your university that you're going to go to. Oh, like, yeah, like, you're right, that man. That was exactly the way that she, she phrased that. She phrased it like, you know. Which is why this is so funny. Which is why that this movie is so ridiculous. It's so humorous. It's so, it leads up to that sort of thing, you know. It's, it's so like, ridiculous but it makes such good points but it's so ridiculously humorous things happen where you're just like that is obviously insane like the thing that she just said like it's a very important in a a teenager's life not to commit Mm -hmm. suicide and Mm -hmm. you're like what no she didn't even say not yeah she said she said said, committing suicide in a young teenager's life is a very important decision like (laughs) like oh my god that, that patronizing tone that they always use, like, have you thought about the future, you know? I don't patronize bunnies, Russian. <laughs> that's, my favorite, that's my favorite line. I don't patronize bunnies. <laughs> he's, it's his face. He's got, that guy is amazing. He is an, he's one of my favorite characters, I think. Like The just dad? Because, yeah, just his facial expression, just watching him. He's just hilarious every time he's on the screen. Like when he was smoking, like, why do I smoke these things? And she's like, because yeah, you're an idiot. idiot but it's especially, like, oh, that's right. he's so genuine genuinely offended at her. She's like, I don't patronize bunny rabbits. And he just stares like really offended at her for the rest of the scene. It's hilarious. He's, he's so he's, he's like so good. so wrapped up in the fact that she said that to him. Like, uh-huh. And then when he's just has nothing like, to do really, with anything else. After incredible. I know, even with everything else that's going on at this moment. Like even and wasn't that even at the time where th- where JD had told them that she was gonna commit suicide? Yeah. Like they didn't even care that you know, because I, I feel like if any parent heard from any second party that their that their kid was going to commit suicide that they'd be genuinely concerned but they were like, not gen- they were like um we were told that we should keep Jeannie- you away from like sharp <laughs> objects and yeah Jeannie said you, you're going to commit suicide tonight um so we got to keep you him- have been depressed lately <laughs> you, you 
up and depressed. depressed. <laughs> you want some pate? That's such a good, such a good line. Oh. There's so many good lines in this film, so actually. So good. Oh. And then JD climbs through her window, and she's, like, hanging there, because she, like, fake, <laughs> fake commits yeah. suicide. He comes to you, she goes, he goes, oh, I loved you. I mean, I came here to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> But I was gonna show you. But I was gonna show you the suicide note I wrote for you. I I was gonna try and maybe convince you to come and just do this thing with me again. Oh, Oh, goodness! It's like so messed up. And then you're just like laughing that he would even think he came up there to. He's like, "Well, I was gonna come up here and kill you," and you're just like, "What?" (laughs) (laughs) And she's like hanging there, and her mom comes in. She's like, (laughs) "She's like, I." I would have given you that job at the mall. I just didn't want you to come home late. <laughs> so I should have given you... I know, like, her her daughter's hanging there, like, dead, in quotation marks, because she's not actually. Then she's just like, I should have given you that pony when you were five. Uh, yeah. Like, it's, it's like, so, so ridiculous. <laughs> like, she's just, like, more shocked than upset, really. She's just like, oh, yeah. dear. Oh, dear. She's like, oh, now what? Like, it's not even... This movie is so good. Yeah, so on every level, it just really, it just keeps ramping it up as it goes along. Yeah, it really does. It's a wild ride. Yeah, it's good though. This might be the first time I don't agree with Metascore. What do you mean? It it got a 73. That's not good enough. It's in the green, at least. No. Well, of several of them were like in the 40s and 50s. Yeah. So that's why it got brought down so much. I can understand Those why dumb people, people. Might, would would just be turned off by it. Because yeah, dumb it's critics. So violence because it's just too much. They have just you guys, didn't get um, it. It's have, hyper. Have you guys ever seen a movie called The Voices? It's really very with Ryan Reynolds. What? No. The Voices with Ryan Reynolds is another film that's extremely dark. Got humor. In it. It's actually darker, I would say, than Heather's, like by a good long shot. Yeah. But it's it's excellent. See, after I after I saw Ryan Reynolds in that, I I was like, I need to watch every film that he's in because he is an excellent actor. I do love him in Deadpool. Uh-huh, well, <laughs> this, this is the film I watched it and I'm like, he is perfect for Deadpool watching yeah. it because it's, it's got that same dark humour and it's and it's also, it's told from, from a perspective and so that colours the world a lot of the time and it does it in a very clever way. So that's another, if you if you like if you liked Heathers please check out The Voices with Ryan Reynolds. Thank you, Roshan. <laughs> Thank you for that movie suggestion. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's interesting, Ryan Reynolds. Hmm. I love him. I've, I I've just ha- had Deadpool such conflicting feelings about Ryan I Reynolds. Like ever love since that guy. Ever since the Green Lantern, I was just like, is it is, is this man gonna make a comeback? And then he did. Deadpool <laughs> is Deadpool is so good that I'm not even gonna get into it right yeah, now. Don't even I because totally it, get into I, that. it is not even worth it. That We're need, talking about needs, Heathers. I love that needs to be a whole other podcast. It really that does. Movie is it really just does. is just in itself a revolutionary superhero. You movie. gotta get me it's, in it's for that one. It's just a revolutionary movie. It's just such a good movie. I just don't even. Anyways, back to Heather's. So Christian Slater, <laughs> if you're she listening, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> oh, you're so adorable. So crazy. He huh? even has the little earring. He's the bad got, boy like, an earring. earring. The yeah. bad boy earring. Yeah. Oh my god. I just saw it and I'm like, bad boy earring. God damn. And <laughs> and what's funny is that this movie kind of kind of hints toward it being 
a bit on the crazier side from the beginning, but then mm-hmm. you kind of just decide to bypass it until mm-hmm. shit happens. Until. Yeah. Until the <laughs> yeah, first you, murder. Like, wait through like, that you're just like, whole oh, time. Christian Slater just threw out a gun in, in the lunchroom. In the middle of the lunchroom. In the middle of the lunchroom. Appears in her room at night. Nah, I'm yeah. sure it's fun. I'm sure there's going to be a prom and everyone's going to be happy at the end. No. <laughs> no. He, like, comes out and, like, on, he, like, knows, finds out where she lives, yeah, crawls she, through her window. he's always stalking her. He's stalking her all the time. Walks through her windows, like, hey, baby. And she's like, all right, let's go have sex. And it's just, it's <laughs> yeah. just very, like, all right, fine. And you're, like, just taking this, like, okay? Like, you just don't expect everything that happens in this You're movie. definitely yeah. as blind in the beginning as Winona is the entire movie. <sighs> yeah, well... I mean, she she jumps in and out of realizing what the hell she's doing after mm. being ignorant, like it's and just, just purposely blinding herself from yeah, the she craziness. Does that a lot. She purposely just uh, like doesn't look at a lot of things and just ignores a lot of um, red flags throughout her whole life. Which there's many. Mm-hmm. And that's there a really were many. Good, it's a really good lesson, I think. I think Blood it's red a really flags. Good, uh, film for that. I remember thinking that during it, I'm like, this is a good film for teaching people not to ignore red flags. That is true. Just because a person's hot. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. Just because you're smart doesn't Russian. mean you can't blind yourself. He's really very. He's really very. I'm just gonna say that from now on. He's so very. I love it so much. What's your damage? Stop being a mega bitch. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Alsana, you're so very. Oh, thanks, Emily. That wasn't that wasn't meant to be a compliment. <laughs> well then fuck me gently with a chainsaw. And... <laughs> okay. Oh man. Well, alright, well, I don't know if we have much more to say about this. I don't so. know where you can go. From Ending conclusions. Boycott Heather's the musical. No, Emily, no. <laughs> don't not say that. It. Don't we promote don't it. We know nothing about it. I'm just <laughs> Alessandra, the, the last the last sentence in this in um, Alan from Atlantic, he uh, he says, "It's a sad thought. Heather's turned into a mere Glee episode about suicide." Oh my Veron- god! As Veronica might ask, what's the upchuck factor on that? Like the <laughs> oh, I, I'm th- judging by what Alan bad. Atlantic is saying, <laughs> that the Heather's musical just turned into a fucking Glee episode. You know how I feel about Glee, Alessandra. Yeah. You, you know how I, I feel agree. about Glee. I, I totally know that how sounds I feel like about just about about the worst thing you can me. do to Heather's. If that's true, I don't know. I don't know anything about the musical, but if that is what has happened, that is a tragedy. Shame that on is you. a real. That tragedy. is a true tragedy. Shame on you. <laughs> Shame on you. Okay. If it's true, if Alan Atlanting is true, shame on you. Okay, well, you can find us at Twitter at at all by no at by the popcorn is our Twitter handle. I forgot. <laughs> you can also email us at all by the popcorn podcast at gmail.com and all by the popcorn at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, so you can just search all by the popcorn to find our Facebook page. And, yeah, you need to update the Twitter, buddy. <laughs> You've been doing nothing. That's right. Nothing. <laughs> Thanks to Roshan for joining us today. Thank yeah. you for having me. We'll definitely have you on again because yeah. <laughs> you are really good at film analysis. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love films. And Roshan's also an artist. Yes. So if you want to check out, do you do you want to, do yeah, you want to sure. tell her uh, Roshan.art on Instagram. And I have a Facebook page, which is ShaneArt. I've got written down just now. Um, yeah, that's that's about what I've got just now. I'm constructing another website and cool. working on stuff. 
Awesome. Well, you should uh, you should make Thanks a for my picture. Little plug there. You should <laughs> make, make a Heather's picture. You should make a oh, Heather's inspired to. picture. Oh, I was now thinking that you that, love yeah. this movie, which I feel like you do. Yeah. I, <laughs> I remember when I watched Girl Interrupted, I really wanted to do a picture of Winona Ryder anyway, so Yeah, with Angelina. And she looks really cool in a lot during Heather's, so. Mhm. She looks really very. We were thinking so we very... would all dress up like those characters. Yes. That would be a real good outfit. Her at the end. <laughs> that is the With best the, the one. the bomb uh-huh. going off. Just, oh my gosh. <laughs> With the, like, cigarette that's halfway lit in her, in her mouth. So good. The cigarette that's, like, completely burnt all the way down to because the, to the, the end. Like, but Christian it's, like, Slater just blew up in front of her. But, so it's, but it's just, like, fried together, like, her, yeah. her completely empty cigarette. It's just insane. It's insane. It's great. It's great stuff. Anyways, thanks for listening very much. Very. (laughs) You guys have been really very. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. 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 Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.